0: Welcome, everybody, to Slab Stocks Week Nine NFL Recap. I'm Nate, your host. I'm here with Aaron again today. He was gone the last two weeks, but he has graced us with his presence today. Um, and we are here to do the same thing as the last. Eight weeks, and that is talk about some news and notes around the NFL that happened on Sunday and Monday night, and then we will be covering three good quarterbacks and their prices, and three bad quarterbacks and their prices. Um. So, Aaron, should we just uh, jump right
1: into it? Yeah, let's jump right in. Feels good to be back. It's been well. Yeah. First off, uh, would you like to say sorry for missing multiple weeks? Yes, everyone. I'm sorry. I actually was in last week's podcast, though. Last week, Monday. I just missed the NFL one and then the one with Rory. So hmm. I'm here now, though. <laughs> hmm. Yes, he is. He is here.
0: Uh, we are excited to have him. So we will get right into news and notes here. <clears throat> Carlos Hyde had 160 yards on 19 carries. A great day from him. Um, kind of nice to see him have another good game, considering he's been on. This is what his fourth team,
1: and see in the Texans.
0: Yeah, like his fourth team in two years.
1: Yeah. Because he was a a Niner, right? Yeah.
0: And then he got traded. To the Jaguars. To the Jaguars and then signed with the Browns. Yep. And then then traded from the Browns to the Texans. Yeah. So nice to to see him have a good game. And especially because 160 yards and 19 carries is like eight point something yards a carry. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 8.4?
1: Something like yeah. that? Well, I think it's too high. I think it's like 8.1. Eh, whatever. No. Yeah, that's low. Oh, nice. You're right, 8.4. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, great game from him.
0: Nice to see. Uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Yet again, another spectacular game. 146 yards rushing on 24 carries and two touchdowns. I didn't actually pull up his receiving yards, which is odd. I always do that. Um, but I don't have him in my notes here. But I assume he did uh, really well. Really, really well. Uh, I,
1: I, I saw this post from uh, NFL on Instagram, or it was maybe ESPN or something, some social media account, that was asking, like, oh, who's the MVP through midseason? And they pictured Russell Wilson – Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and if you looked at the comments just like every single one was like where is Christian McCaffrey
0: yeah it's a, it's, a, it's offensive to him
1: and he, he had 20 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown this week so three total touchdowns with 20 receiving yards on top of that
0: yeah goodness so 166 yards and three touchdowns yep on 27 touches my goodness so yeah Christian McCaffrey, yet again. A stud. There's really nothing else you can say about him at this point. Every single week he plays, he has like over 150 yards combined and a touchdown or two or three. So it's it's just there's nothing left to say about Christian McCaffrey. Kid's amazing. Um Josh Jacobs, the rookie, the rookie who uh the Prism one of one um Black uh, 101 non-auto was just pulled out of Brewtown today.
1: As I say, shout out Brewtown for the Black Mosaic, Josh Jacobs. If uh, any Josh Jacobs or Raiders collectors are out there, uh, be sure to go look up Brewtown Trading on Facebook and maybe shoot Rory a message, and you might have a chance to uh, go and pick up the number one Prism card of Josh Jacobs, unless there's a Black Mosaic auto that you'd rather have, but one of the best ones.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's very, very nice looking card. You can find it on their Facebook page if you want to look at it. Uh, Mike Evans, twelve receptions, one hundred eighty yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans continues his weird year. He had one hundred eighty yards this week. Had one hundred ninety six yards last week. Had like, or one hundred ninety eight yards last week, and then had ninety six yards two weeks ago. <clears throat> the week before that. Uh, not this week or last week or the week before that, but the week before that one, he had zero yards four games ago. Zero yards. So, this Tampa Bay wide receivers aren't making any sense to me.
1: Yeah, I, I have Mike Evans on the whole fantasy team, and uh, he's always a crapshoot because yeah. some weeks he'll get me zero points, and other weeks, like 35. Yeah. Pick the wrong weekend, it screws your team over.
0: Yep. So yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are very frustrating, and also very good. Um, and then Tyler Lockett, thirteen receptions for 152 yards and two touchdowns. Incredible game for him. Incredible game for his quarterback, who you will, uh, who we will cover in five minutes or so. Um, so just some news and notes there. There wasn't really a ton of huge stat lines from the week. There wasn't any huge defensive performances. There wasn't any, like, eight or nine sack games um, for a team. No multiple interception games for, like, a team or multiple touchdowns. So, it was a pretty kind of lame week.
1: I'll tell you what, the Chargers were pretty close to getting eight or nine sacks. Yes, they were. And we'll talk about that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, Chargers are are good once when Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are on the same, on healthy at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, that concludes our news and notes. Uh, We will go on now to our main segment, which is three good, three bad quarterbacks of the week. Um, Aaron, we'll start with three good. Number one on the list and number one in our hearts, I'm pretty sure at this point, (laughs) Lamar Jackson. Now, obviously, he didn't have quarterback-wise as good of a a week as – the other quarterbacks in this list, and especially quarterbacks that I passed up for this list. But when you factor in his rushing and his rushing touchdowns and the fact that he was playing the Patriots, who had the vaunted number one defense, best defense since the 1985 Bears, all that shenanigans, and they give up 37 points to the Ravens. But Lamar Jackson went 17 for 23 for 163 yards and a touchdown, zero interceptions, and had a 107.7 pass rating, which ain't bad. And then he added in 61 rushing yards and two touchdowns.
1: If I'm not mistaken, the Ravens are the highest scoring per game offense in football. I think I saw that today.
0: He thinks he saw that. Don't quote us on that, though, but it might be true. Might be true. (laughs) Um. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they just put on thirty-seven points onto a good Patriots defense. Now somebody was I heard somebody talking and they're like, I heard that they think the Patriots might have been, you know, giving up this game to figure Lamar Jackson out for when they play him in the playoffs. I don't know if that's true. I feel like dumb. people always give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt if he loses. It's like, oh, he must have had a reason for losing. <laughs> nah, sometimes you just lose without playing.
1: Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs>
0: that's how it works. It's football. Um, So that was, you know, one of those things I'm just, I'm not buying it. I'm thinking Lamar Jackson is just too good. There's nobody that you can, you can't use a spy on him because there's nobody on your team, linebacker or, or a safety that's fast enough. If you put in a cornerback or something to become play at the linebacker level to play spy, they're just gonna run up your up your gut with Melvin Ingram. Um Mark Ingram. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not Melvin Ingram. <laughs> that would be impressive if he was both a good pass rusher and a uh good running back.
1: And also on two teams at the same time.
0: Well, you know, he played in LA. 330 to 630 and then he hopped on a flight and made it across country in an hour makes uh, makes sense yeah easy uh so we got we'll dive into his prices a little bit aaron you want to give us a little recap on these prices
1: oh yeah so lamar jackson doesn't really have a ton of psa 10 graded base cards or at least that are selling um i haven't looked at the pop report but Normally it's like one every couple days here and there versus like Baker and Darnold who were like selling like three a day. It felt like leading up to the season, Um, so kind of hard to gauge the PSA 10 Prism rookie status on that. Even though I know that some buy-in hours are going between like 120 and 150, possibly a little bit higher now. But there were a lot of data points on his base ungraded. Um, The day before the game, November second, we have some data here and an average price on a uh, for a shipped Prism. Base rookie card was $13. And then on November 5th, we've got one for $22 after that big win uh, against the Patriots. So, pretty substantial price movement on a base card uh, where multiple have to sell to move up in price. It's not like a, you know, it's a scarce card or a PSA 10 that you get one or two data points that can really move the needle. Um, a lot of these things had to sell to, to hold that up. So, lots of moving for Lamar Jackson. Uh, people seem to be buying into the uniqueness of his playing and, uh, how he wins games frankly he just like since this, since he's been a starter what is he like 10 and 2 or something like that I, I think
0: could not tell you do not know
1: something like that but he wins games that's the point
0: <laughs> that that is true he wins games um like tim be before him just a winner yeah despite not being quote unquote the best pure quarterback just figures it out Which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we move on to number two? Let's do it. All right. Um, So number two on our list and also number two in our hearts. Just kidding. Not at all. (laughs) Garoppolo. Um, Number two in Bill Belichick's heart probably. Or number one, depending on the day, if he was really hating on Tom Brady that day. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've been hesitant to add him to any of our lists, even when he plays well, because it's not him that's winning these games for the 49ers. It's their defense and their run game. They're kind of winning despite Jimmy. But I'll give credit when credit is due. He had a great game this last weekend. He went 28 for 37 for 317 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 136.9 passer rating. Um and not this past weekend that was a Thursday night game wasn't it?
1: Mhm, it was.
0: Okay, so, uh, h- had a great game. I mean, I don't really want to spend too much time talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan could do this with any quarterback he has on his roster. Like, Maybe it'd be a little bit worse, but
1: did Nick Mullins like have some good games last year when he yep. was playing with them? Like, Nick Mullins, you'll probably never hear the name for a while now.
0: <laughs> Some teams were trying to trade for him, I think. A um Even though he's, like, their third string right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy. He had a good game. I'll yeah, give him credit.
1: we got a little price action here. So, yeah. October 24th, uh, a couple weeks back. Keep in mind, this is Topps Chrome, so they don't really sell very often. And we're looking at a rookie autograph number uh, 150 here. BGS 9.5 sold for $315 in auction on auction October 24th. And November 5th, yesterday, one sold for $350, buy it now. So that's one of his better cards, I'd say. Um, normally his Topps Chrome Rookie PSA 10 does not sell for a whole lot, doesn't really move a whole lot. Um, I think that the general card market and the, uh, the investors in it are feeling like we do about Jimmy, as this really was his first week of actually playing like very good quarterbacking I guess I, I should say or he just played well um four touchdowns no picks the other weeks I heard they like at one point he had seven touchdowns and six picks through the season like and they won every single game hey so,
0: that's positive
1: yeah I mean over one but who wants a one point one two ratio I, I'm, I'm just messing <laughs> I know get that up Poof. yeah so like it makes sense, I guess, a little bit. The price raised, but I still think people need to see like a couple of weeks this in a row to be spending lots of money on his cards.
0: I, I mean, even then, I still don't think I'd spend any money on Jimmy. Huh. That's
1: that's you though. Yeah, Remember, there's great. people out there. who will see if they're ten and zero, and be like, "Oh, I want cards." So,
0: money better spent elsewhere. Yeah, I guess is what I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and number three, um, another guy that. I don't put on here as often as I probably should. It's just because he's not overly exciting. The young guys are oh, always. Oh come
1: on! About he is an uh, exciting player. Th-
0: this guy is unexciting in my mind. Maybe it's because he played at a trash college. Oh my gosh! It probably be because he played at a trash college that it's like it's just hard to get excited about those guys.
1: You're the worst.
0: <laughs> but number three is Russell Wilson. Um, Russell the Muscle. If we can steal that from. Russell Brannion, the first Russell of Muscle. Uh, but Russell Wilson had another great week. He has great weeks every week. He's definitely one of the top two to three guys for MVP, if not the top guy. He went 29 for 43 for 378 yards and five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 133.7 passer rating. Um, He's been playing really well.
1: Right now, you're acting like all those East Coast people saying that Mike Trout's boring.
0: I'm just, I'm, (laughs) Mike Trout, number one, Mike Trout is not boring. I know. East Coast that says dumb. (laughs) Number two, Russell Wilson is only boring because instead of going to a good college football program, he went to a trash college football program.
1: Hey, three straight Rose Bowls.
0: And then, and then, instead of being on an exciting team in the NFL, he played on a team that ran the ball a ton and played defense. And now, finally, after years and years and years, he finally gets to throw the ball around. And now it's just kind of like, Bro, his, him. but, you know.
1: His passing yeah. numbers have been good in the past. They've been high. Like, last year, I think he was one of the top fantasy quarterbacks.
0: Nah, yeah, yeah. We got a nah. hater over here. Talking about team, team-oriented team football is that the Seahawks in the past, historically, have been a run-first, yeah. defense-first I team. know. I agree. Now Russell Wilson is getting to sling the ball around, and we all get to see what he can do. But I'm just not excited about it. And I was kind of joking about the trash college football program. I know <laughs> Wisconsin's a good college football program.
1: Like, Unfortunately,
0: Kansas. they won't be in the college football playoff this year because...
1: Did you see that we got ranked? We got ranked number thirteen and we lost Illinois. It's uh, uh, funny. It All right. Well, we have no comps on eBay because Nathan can explain why now.
0: I have no eBay comps because there was like no good sales data on there. You look up Tops
1: Chrome, take a look up Tops Chrome auto.
0: There's just it's it's it was uninteresting. It was uninteresting to me, so I figured why bore people with it.
1: Well, I'll at least tell you this. His prices are up from before the season. That's a safe bet.
0: There we go. Prices up before the season. But week to week, it, it didn't feel like it was changing very much to me for, for it to be worth mentioning. Gotcha. All right. So that is our three good. Lamar Jackson, absolute stud. Jimmy Garoppolo, the opposite of that. And Russell Wilson, probably MVP. Um, Moving on to our three bad section of the week. Uh, you'll notice a man that's very close to our hearts. A man that's very far away from our hearts. And a man... Who just got benched. That just got benched. For Nick Foles. Who is good, but Gardner Minshew and his mustache, man. Got a plan, but after this last week, maybe we see why they benched him. Gardner Minshew, of course, is number one on our bad list. He went twenty-seven for forty-seven for three hundred nine yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fifty-nine point six passer rating.
1: And got worked by the Texans last twenty-six to three.
0: Yeah, not a <clears throat> not a great week. Obviously, it was in London. You know, you got to take these London games with a grain of salt different time zones over there so you know these guys might have gotten to sleep late woken up early because the body clocks are off uh who knows how long they were over there that week if they even got it, adjusted to it you know just various things about being in london that can mess with people though it didn't mess with the uh, texans um but gardner just he did not have a good week as his last week of being a starter we should talk a little bit about them choosing Nick Foles. I
1: really like Nick Foles.
0: Nick Foles is a good QB. Don't get me wrong. But Gardner Minshew is the future. Gardner Minshew is playing just fine. Do you really want to bench Gardner Minshew now?
1: Well, see, I'm not, I'm not discussing that. I'm just saying. I like Nick Foles. and I felt bad when he got hurt at the beginning of the year.
0: Oh, yeah, I feel bad for him, too, because he finally got his shot again to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, and he get, loses it right away to injury. Um, so I'm, I'm on one hand, I'm happy he's playing. On the other hand, I feel like if you've traded away Jalen Ramsey for future picks, wouldn't you want to also then go young?
1: Yeah, here here's a thought, though. Um, kind of down the Chris Davis line of uh, the Orioles in baseball, my man's guaranteed uh, $88 million over four years, I think.
0: This is a fallacy. I,
1: I This is not something I agree with. This is just – I'm just saying – Sounds like you agree with it. No, 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 no. I'm saying why they might feel inclined to play him, which oh. is stupid.
0: Well, you know what the Brewers did with Ricky Weeks is – It was a sunk cost. They couldn't get out of it, so they decided to keep playing him, even though he was not the best option at second base. Sometimes, if you have a sunk cost, it's better to just eat the money and play the person that's better. Now, I'm not saying Gardner Minshew is better than Nick Foles. I'm not saying that at all. I'm sure Nick Foles is better than Gardner Minshew. What I am saying is that when you were a contending team and now you trade away your best defensive player, your wide receivers are not spectacular. Your running backs is doing well, but, you know, are they trying to contend for a Super Bowl this year? If they're not, and they want to use those first-round picks to retool and stuff, why not let Gardner Minshew grow with the offense?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's clear that he's talented. He wouldn't have been able to put up nice numbers if he wasn't talented.
0: Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But happy for Nick Foles because he didn't deserve to – You know, finally, he's a backup who becomes a starter, who signs elsewhere, does poorly, goes back to Philadelphia, becomes a starter again because of an injury, does well, becomes a backup, becomes a starter again, does well, becomes a backup, and signs to be the starter, gets injured. It would have been terrible if he would have been a backup.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. So, happy for him. Um, prices? You want to go over prices?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So, Prison Football released two uh, two Fridays ago? No, it's just this past Friday?
0: Um, Past Friday? Nope, two Fridays ago. Two four
1: Fridays of, ago.
0: Yeah. Of, uh, uh, last, Not this past Friday, not the last Friday, but Thursday before that, maybe?
1: It, it, I think it was two Fridays ago. Uh, Does that stuff come out on Fridays? doesn't it always come out on Thursday? Well, normally Topps products come out, or actually certain releases come out on Wednesdays most of the time, and then Prism came out on Friday. I, I remember that one. Okay. I jumped the gun on Instagram and th- said it was releasing on Wednesday, and it didn't. So, <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So his Prism Silver autograph for redemption because they got snuck him in there as an autograph as a redemption because I'm sure they weren't planning on – necessarily producing a bunch of Garner Minshew autographs this year until he started to play really well. Um, on October 31st one sold for 125 and as recently as the news was announced about Nick Foles returning, they are down to $70. So hopefully you did not buy in anticipation that he would start when Nick Foles came back. And if you did, might as well hold instead of taking a loss. Um, and also maybe if you really like Minshew, look at his cards as, uh, this offseason, if he doesn't play the rest of the season, I'm sure they will be much more value buys than they are now.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason. I don't think they're going to want to be using Gardner Minshew and his $600,000 contract um, and using up all those years where it's valuable, uh, where you get a huge surplus value over the teams that are paying $30 million for their quarterbacks. I don't think they want to use that up by having him ride the bench yeah so I think Nick Foles is probably going to be traded I don't think they trade Gardner Minshew that'd be ridiculous you don't trade the younger QB um I'm sure there's definitely a number of teams out there after we've seen some of the quarterback play around the league this year that uh could go for Nick Foles
1: well heck if Sam Darnold's still a mono he'd probably be in the Jets if they were decent
0: true Jets are terrible yeah, was... one of the worst teams I've ever seen <laughs> you go loose in Miami <laughs> one of this Miami team that traded away all of their bets and you have the Jets talking a big game and Jets fans expecting the Jets to be good like Jets fans were so excited about the Jets because they got Le'Veon Bell
1: yeah I know and they got
0: uh, you know they had Robbie Anderson and uh, guys like that and the defense is stepping up and Sam Darnold's a beast and they are the, one of the worst teams I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, they're so bad. They're so bad.
0: They are embarrassing.
1: Well, let's talk about bad. Let's talk about this next guy.
0: Yes. Um, my favorite segment every week is the bad <laughs> because there is one guy that is always on this list. I'd say he's been on this list 70% of the time. I was going
1: to say 70 myself too.
0: Um, it's actually It's actually incredible at this point. I love it. I think even if he has a good week, I'm going to put him on the bad list. And of course, we are talking about none other than Bears' wanted QB, number two overall, had to trade up to get him, couldn't have waited to pick him. Mitchell Trubisky, an absolute stud. <laughs> I, love, I love Mitchell Trubisky to death. I think that he has done so much for the Packers between being terrible. And also convincing the Bears to trade up to draft him, and also convincing the Bears to pass on Lamar Jackson. Wait, no. <laughs> Scratch that. Two Deshaun, years ago, Deshaun uh, Watson and Mahomes. And Deshaun Watson. Mixing up my ears. Uh, it's the best thing in the world as a Packer fan to watch Mitch Trubisky be terrible because outside of that, they have a pretty good team. Decent weapons. Really good defense, but Mitchell Trubisky, my goodness, is this man bad. He went 10 for 21 for 125 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 66.7 passer rating and a loss yet again. Not much else to say about him. You know how I feel. Aaron, you got anything
1: to add? They had like zero points and 10 yards at halftime. That's the only thing I can say.
0: It's just, it's, you know, obviously it's a sunk cost at this point, and there's no point comparing Mitch to Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Um, at the time, they were, you know, it was, why would you trade up to the second pick from the third pick to get him? And you could have probably got him at the third pick. It's very true. And if somebody did trade up past the second, uh, third pick to get him, you know, they could have ended up with a much better player, <laughs> ironically. Mm -hmm. um so that i guess you can question but at this point it's just water under the bridge bears have to move on they have to find a new quarterback they haven't shown any propensity for finding a quarterback in recent years so i don't have any faith in them suddenly going into the draft next year and being able to pick the right guy uh but we'll see we'll see what happens and uh I didn't put any price points down for Mitchell Trubisky. There was really no movement. You know, you're getting – there was like a purple crystal out of 75 auto, BGS 95, that was selling for like 70 bucks.
1: Oh, that's a huge drop from before the season.
0: Yeah, that goes to show you how much as much as you need to know about Mitchell Trubisky's market. Um, I do love the fact that all those guys were like, is Mitchell Trubisky given age and contract? is Mitch Trubisky the best quarterback in the NFC North right now? And a ton of pundits were like, yes, Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the NFC North right now, given age and contract and expected, uh, you know, step up. And now we are nine weeks into the season. And Mitch Trubisky has a Grand Canyon-sized golf between him and the next best quarterback in the NFC North.
1: Do you know that Mitchell Trubisky was the most bet on uh, player for MVP preseason before the season started? Um, also, I understand that odds get wrapped into this. He might have been like, I don't know, 75 to one or something, but still funny.
0: I tell you what, when you start, when people start talking about a quarterback because they got nothing else to talk about in the off season and nobody gets to see him play yet, teams Team's fans drink that Kool-Aid quicker than anybody else. Oh, yeah. With Mitch Trubisky, happened with Sam Darnold. What happen next year with who knows? You know, it happens every year. Baker Mayfield's been bad. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield at least showed something last year. Um, and Mitch Trubisky, I guess, to an extent, showed something. But it's like, it's been, it's been rough for these pundits that were calling all these quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, these guys have been bad. And nobody was talking about Lamar Jackson. He's mm-hmm. been amazing. People that was talking about Patrick Mahomes were like, he can't continue this, can he? He was amazing. I don't know if I remember anybody talking about Deshaun Watson. Amazing. Russell Wilson, amazing.
1: Hey, Deshaun Watson was my preseason MVP pick, baby. That's right. <laughs>
0: but everyone was talking about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and Mitchell Trubisky, and they've all been terrible. True. Very true. So, all right. Well, that's enough about Mitchell Trubisky. That's Spent way too many minutes on him. Uh, Number three, and now I will put a little caveat in that this isn't because he had the third worst week. It was mainly because I wanted to talk about it.
1: And because it's very disappointing.
0: Number three, I put in Aaron Rodgers. He did not have the third worst week. He didn't even come probably really close. He went 23 for 35 with 161 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions, and an 85.5 pass rating. Not a good week. No. Not the third worst week. Um, The reason I put him in was because I wanted to talk about how bad his offensive line was last week. See, Aaron and I, for those of you that are listening, Aaron and I don't get to watch every single game of football. Nobody does unless you have NFL Sunday ticket or NFL red zone. Then you only get to see certain plays. Basically, if you wanted to watch every game, you would need what? Like – five TVs, six TVs running uh, for the noon games Yeah. Um, and have NFL Sunday ticket on each and every single one of them. Uh, so, you know, we don't get to watch every game, but we do get to watch every Packer game. And if you're just scouting stat lines, you'll look at Aaron Rodgers' stat line and you'll say, oh, 23 for 35, 161 yards and a touchdown. That's not a very good game. You know who didn't have a very good game? our offensive line. It was the worst performance I have seen from a Green Bay offensive line in years.
1: Dude, particularly the left and right tackle spot too.
0: Yes, but also the guards.
1: True. Well, and all the center. All I have,
0: way. I have, um, the guards are in rough shape when they're moving Melvin Ingram around and he gets to, you know, they're not usually facing guys like Melvin Ingram's caliber and he, they were moving them all around the line to line up against Elgin Jenkins and line up across from Corey Lindsley and stuff, Corey Lindsley being our center. Um, but Bulaga and Bakhtiari had rough games. Now, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are probably the best pass rushing duel in the NFL, or one of the best pass rushing duels in the NFL. They are extremely good, both of them. And they are finally both healthy, and they wrecked the Packers' offensive line. Not a single Packer offensive lineman looked good. But besides getting wrecked by those two guys, there were times where we'd have Joey Bosa lined up against Bakhtiari and uh, Melvin Ingram lining up against uh, – uh, who's our right guard right now? Uh, 77. I can't remember his name.
1: Remember.
0: Um, but lining up over 77. Sorry, I, I'm trying to brain fart here. And uh, – <coughs> excuse me. And when the ball's hiked, Corey Lindsley, instead of double teaming Ingram, double teams whoever the tackle is to the left on Elgin Jenkins. And Ingram goes right around Saxon Rodgers. There's times where Lindsley just or no, that was when Ingram was on Elgin Jenkins and Lindsley went right to help double team. And it's like, Lindsley, if you got Joey Bosa and Melton Ingram and they're right next to each other you got to help double-team one of those guys, not somebody else. Um, A couple times, Corey Linsley looked like he was just getting destroyed. A couple times, the guards looked like they were getting destroyed. Our tackles were getting destroyed. Um, And then to make matters worse, like three times in a row, we'd have a first down. We'd have a first down run for five yards. And then second down, before we even got the playoff, there was a false start on one of our offensive linemen. Three drives in a row. We had multiple holding penalties on our offensive line, multiple full starts on our offensive line. Just all around, terrible game from our offensive line, and probably the number one reason why we lost. They couldn't protect the quarterback. We couldn't keep the offense out on the field. Um, The defense was constantly on the field, and them only giving up 26 points is actually incredible considering they were on the field for like 65% of the game. So... All in all, this wasn't really about Aaron Rodgers playing poorly. More so, it's how poorly the offensive line played. But Rodgers also had some very easy throws that he just chucked in the dirt. Uh, Looked like last year's Rodgers. Looked like the first couple weeks of this year, Rodgers. And then Rodgers reverted to his old self, being like MVP caliber. And now this week, all of a sudden, Rodgers looked like uh, week one Rodgers, where he was – the ball at the ground uh, at the feet of multiple wide receivers throwing over the head of wide receivers throwing behind wide receivers so
1: i yeah not great just was wasn't a fun week at all to watch no actually actually one of the worst recently it, um,
0: it was quite literally the it was the worst football game to watch all year yeah
1: yeah not not fun so in terms of his prices, since obviously you guys care about those, um, before the game on the 29th and the 30th around there, his tops rookie PSA 10 um, was selling for between 95 and $115. And most recently after the game, November 4th, we had one end at $80, which was the only sale after the game. Um, so quite a significant, I'd say, 20 to 25 to 30 dollar drop there in one week Uh, normally that doesn't happen for a hall of fame trajectory quarterback one week doesn't really do that my recommendation is if you can buy one for 80 dollars again do it because if if last week happens the rest of the season then something went terribly wrong but they should be able to fix the issues from last week and play better like Rogers has done.
0: Yeah, they won't be facing a combination like Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram ever again.
1: Exactly. So my recommendation is to if you can if you can find one, do it because these things were consistently one hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty when they were uh, beating up on the other teams. So I would. That's my suggestion there. Also, I feel bad for the guy that decided to auction off his uh, his his Rogers PSA ten rookie that same day that they played awful.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a rough choice that you just wouldn't know about, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our three good, three bad segment for the week. Uh, last but not least, Aaron, you want to give us your game of the week for week 10.
1: Oh, I forgot about this. So you go first.
0: You know, I kind of forgot about it, too. So I'm kind of looking <laughs> at the games.
1: Yes, yeah, um, so I am.
0: There are some interesting games. You got Vikings-Cowboys. That's interesting. Oh, I have mine. But but I'm going to go first before he
1: takes it. Oh. I'm taking Seahawks 49ers. That's my game of the week. That's Monday night. That was my game of the week as well. Not um, anymore. Normally, I would say if this was preseason, I'd have that Falcons-Saints matchup pegged. But considering the Falcons are awful in 1-7, uh, I'll go with the Packers and Panthers just because I got to see if these Packers can bounce back that offensive line. They better... Rodgers should hopefully have a really good game at home. Um, and hopefully the defense can at least limit McCaffrey. I know that it's impossible to stop him, so hopefully a little bit. Yeah, of a we, could
0: little... Be, we could be in huge trouble.
1: I mean, the run defense has been pretty bad most of these weeks. Um, so we'll see. Rodgers is going to have to play well, and we're going to have to score a lot of points, I feel.
0: Yep. It'll be interesting. Can one man take down an entire offense, I mean entire defense? We'll find out Sunday. It's with um, as for me, I'm 49 ers Seahawks. I don't think the 49ers are that good. I think they're the like the luckiest 8-0 team I've ever seen. Uh, I was just looking at the strength of schedule. And the Se- Seahawks by far are going to be the hardest team they've played yet. And that's a by far by like... I think it was like 11 spots or something like that, the hardest team. They were ranked like third. I don't know, really remember what graph I was looking at, but <clears throat> they've got some hard games coming up. This is um, all
1: you need to know. The Niners beat the Redskins 9-0. to zero.
0: Yeah. So I think – I mean, they already have eight wins banked, but they played a lot of bad teams. So we will finally see how they do on Monday night against the Seahawks. It should be a very interesting game. Um, It should be interesting for the Seahawks, too. The 49ers defense has been pretty good. Uh, See how Russell Wilson does. But I expect the Seahawks to take care of business. I don't think the 49ers are actually as good as people make them out to be. And if they are, I'll eat crow. Um, And lastly, I just want to go back and uh, talk about Lamar Jackson one more time. A couple weeks ago, I mentioned that uh, Lamar – you know, had a kind of a prove it game against the Seahawks and then he was going to have a bye, and then he was going to play the Patriots. And so we, you know, he was doing really well, but we really hadn't seen him go up against a really, really good team yet. And then he went up against the Seahawks and they won. And then they had a bye week and we're like, all right, Lamar Jackson is the real deal. Now, can he do it against the Patriots? And then he went up to the up against the Patriots and he won again by 17. And so now at this point, there is nothing more Lamar Jackson has to prove to anyone Um, in my mind the kid is amazing he's still throwing the ball decently well better than he was last year maybe not as well as you would expect a quarterback quote-unquote to be throwing but still uh, well when you add in his rushing uh, ability to it so we love Lamar Jackson Aaron I think you'd agree with that
1: oh yeah and also, you just said uh, not as well as you'd expect a quarterback to throw. Well, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are throwing way worse than him right now. So,
0: Ain't, ain't that true. But, I mean, it's like, it's like you know, he's doing 20, 22 attempts a game. Yeah. His completion percentage is fine, but it's not like I wouldn't use completion percentage to judge a quarterback type of thing. Um, it's like using uh batting average to judge a hitter. Yeah. You know, you should never do that. Um. So, Lamar Jackson, just a little bit of ending this podcast with a little bit of praise for Lamar Jackson. He's been amazing and uh, extremely, extremely fun to watch. Um. All right, Aaron. Uh, we have anything special or anything that the people need to know for the rest of the week?
1: I don't think so, honestly. Uh, just got our our good old Instagram post coming out three times a day the rest of the week, like every day. Um, I don't think we have a podcast scheduled for Friday, but that could switch if you have.
0: We, we, we do not.
1: Okay, as I didn't know about uh, our guests, Sam and Rory. I didn't know if they were scheduled yes, for this Friday. Sam's going
0: to be busy for the for the next coming weeks, and Rory's uh, every other, so.
1: Exactly. Okay, so cool. So no podcast this Friday, but we should be getting on a little three podcasts a week schedule coming up here, so I guess just sit tight and wait for that. That's all I got to say. Sweet.
0: Well... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we always appreciate all of our listeners tuning in and listening to our random thoughts every week. We really enjoy doing this, um, so I hope you really enjoy listening to us. If you have any feedback on our podcast, please send them our way. You can DM us at on Instagram or DM us on Twitter um, or email us at slabstocks at gmail.com. We always are open to constructive criticism or um just any feedback at all that you have for us. Uh with that. Or even if you'd like to hear a certain topic too. Or if you'd like to hear a certain topic, if you'd like to hear us talk about really anything under the sun, as long as it pertains to both football, basketball, baseball, and cards. Also, you know,
1: speaking or, of that, we, we will have a podcast on basketball coming out next week. We need to get back on that.
0: Yep. More basketball podcasts coming up, especially with My boy, Devontae Graham, going off, we need to talk about him more. Oh, yeah. Um, So uh, with that, I'd like to wish you all a good rest of your night and a good rest of the week, and we will talk to you again on Monday.